This is Lancaster, global research tales from the north of England. I get out a sense that I'm contributing for a better understanding of a region that is understudied compared to other areas of the world, despite its importance. But especially, I get a sense that I'm giving protagonism to a region that is essential for the future of humanity if we're going to fight climate change. My name is Erica Beringer. I'm a researcher at the Lancaster Environment Center. I work with the impacts of deforestation in the Amazon, but also the impacts of selective logging and fires in Amazonian carbon stocks, biodiversity, and how all this relates to climate change. I have been interested in this area of research my whole life. I'm Brazilian myself, um, but I grew up in Rio, which is about 4,000 kilometers away from the Amazon. <laughs> so it's basically a different country. Um, just to give you an idea, it takes me um, four hours on a plane to get to the Amazon um, if I get a straight flight. And it's a region that is full of mystery before you get there. You quite don't understand how are the dynamics of land use, why deforestation happens, why forest fires happen, what are the actors behind all this. So being Brazilian and being interested in the conservation of nature, that was just a natural pathway for my, my career. The Amazon could be the cooling system of the world, but not the lungs. So in terms of oxygen, the largest production comes from um, phytoplankton in the oceans. But in terms of global climate, what the Amazon does is that it sequesters a huge amount of CO2 every year through photosynthesis. So basically plants use CO2 to grow. And if you imagine how many trees that are in the Amazon and how big it is, it's almost the size of Europe. So you can see that all that CO2 is brought down from the atmosphere that's helping to fight climate change. But it also, it generates a huge amount of rainfall so the air, the moisture, is circulated, recycled within the Amazon and creates rain that goes all the way up to Texas and all the way down to Argentina and, of course, all the countries in between. So the first time I went to the Amazon, this is 15 years ago, and I had just finished uni and I went to work in a research project and I had to spend 16 hours on a bus after getting into another, into the closest airport. And those 16 hours, I barely saw any forest, but I saw tons of cows. It's a very overwhelming experience to be in the Amazon. And it's a sensory overload. So basically, your eyes are hit by many different life forms. So very different in the UK that you get in a patch of forest and you see the same trees. You see birch, you see ash, you see oak. No, you see tons of trees, but they're all different from each other. And then while your eyes are getting used to it and all those lianas hanging, there's a lot of noise and noise that are from insects, from birds, and you cannot quite distinguish each one it is. And if it's nighttime, then the frogs go crazy. And then you have all of those frogs trying to mate, making a lot of sound. And 
Also, there's the smells, and a lot of the smells are indicators that some animals have been there, and with time you can identify by smell what animal was there, and or is around you maybe. But there's tons of smells that you actually don't know what they are. And of course, there is the heat, the sweat, and the constant moisture that is in your skin. So every possible sense is hit by many different stimulations. I want to study how we can conserve the Amazon, how we can preserve it, how we can hamper its deforestation, which is a crucial, um, it's, I would say that it is a critical action, not only for the climate, but also for the biodiversity crisis. And is a central question for the future, not only of the world, but of my own country. So in this past 15 years, I've seen four different governments, um, in, in the Amazon and there are different impacts because different governments have different policies. And that's something that I found very important is that Brazil doesn't have a state policy towards the Amazon. It's government by government. So a new government comes in, new policies comes, come in, and then you have a change in, for example, law enforcement across um, the Amazon. But what really shocked me is that I've been working in the same region for 12 years. So I follow, it's like if you live in a city, you live in Lancaster for 12 years. So you know that this bakery shuts, that one opens, and there's a new Primark, and you get to know the city, right? So it's the same, but it's, I work in a region that is about 1 million hectares of forest, and I get to know the different areas because I'm driving around, you get intimate to it, like you are to a city. But in this past four years, and especially because the last time I was in Amazon was 2019, and 2020 and 2021, of course, it didn't go because of the pandemic. And when I returned this year, I could see so much new deforestation, areas that have not been deforested before in 2019, there were deforested in between this um, pandemic period, and especially because Every year deforestation happens, but the amount, the magnitude of deforestation happening this year in 2022 that I saw was truly, truly shocking. But it does reflect the overall increase in deforestation rates across the country that we've been seeing under the Bolsonaro government. It's quite a difficult subject to talk about because um, there is the professional hat and the personal hat. So under the professional hat, I know what it means in terms of each hectare of Amazon rainforest we lose, what it means for the amount of carbon that we are putting back in the atmosphere, what this means in terms of speeding up climate change. I know how much biodiversity is being lost. But under the personal hat, after working for 15 years in Amazon and having a career that is largely based on fieldwork, on spending great amounts of time of the Amazon. When you spend six months of your life in the middle of the forest, that's your identity, that's who you are. So for me personally, every time I see a new deforest I see new deforestation, I also feel that a part of me has been cut off. And during this past four years that we know that every year more than 10,000 square kilometers of rainforest have been cut every year under the Bolsonaro government. I feel that 10,000 little pieces of me have been broken and they will never come back. It's a strong emotional link 
that you create with your object of study and that defines who you are. It's not as romantic as it sounds. So a lot of students come thinking that you're going to go out to great adventures, a bit of an explorer sort of view. Um, it's quite difficult working in the Amazon, not only because of cultural differences and norms, but it's not the safest of places um, due to constant land use conflict. But I think the greatest danger of all is what I just said, is that the Amazon is so powerful that has the potential of destroying the very notion that you have of yourself and then you have to rebuild who you are because of this very strong link that you create to the forest and its peoples. Definitely, I think that the change in, in presidency will have a great impact in the Amazon, especially after watching Lula's speech when he was, an, as soon as he was elected on election day, when he was de declared the, uh, the winner of the election, and then watching him at COP27, his speech, he's now putting the Amazon at the forefront of his speeches, which is something that he never did in his previous um, uh, mandate as president in Brazil. We also have the evidence that during the Lula government, that's when you saw the largest decrease in deforestation rates. So we can expect that we are going to have a way better future for the Amazon now under Lula than we had under Bolsonaro. But the bar was very low anyway, because Bolsonaro was actively promoting the destruction of the forest, of its peoples and of the defenders of the forest. I get out a sense that I'm contributing for a better understanding understanding of a region that is understudied compared to other areas of the world despite its importance but especially I get a sense that I'm giving protagonism to a region that is essential for the future of humanity if you're gonna fight climate change different people have different abilities right so we all need our medical doctors but I will never be able to treat people in ER. I would absolutely freak out seeing a bone cutting through the skin of a child. And I understand some people would completely freak out of seeing tons of snakes every day and trees falling very close to you and all the other dangers attached to work in the rainforest. But it's just the way that I was cut out. So I don't think it's a price we pay. I just think I'm very privileged to be able to do what I love and what I believe can bring true change to society and humanity. Often we talk about the Amazon as a responsibility, the destruction of the Amazon as a responsibility solely belong to the countries which encompass the Amazon basin, but actually is more complicated than that. Like every current problem that we have in the world. Um, Deforestation is driven by commodity demand and those commodities, like for example, beef and soybeans, their demand comes from all over the world, China, the EU, the UK. So it's not only the responsibility of those countries in terms of law enforcement and to stop deforestation, but also the companies buying those products to stop in deforestation being inserted it into its supply chains. My piece of work brings evidence about the impact that destroying the Amazon has. 
on different and different fronts like biodiversity carbon stocks but we need for such a complex problem we need many actors working towards the solutions so we need governments for example um, enforcing the law to stop deforestation we need companies ensuring that their supply chains are deforestation free we need the civil society putting pressure on both governments and companies to stop deforestation so we need everyone. We don't have a one single solution for the Amazon. We have various solutions and therefore we have various actors in this puzzle to try to have a more sustainable future. Thanks for listening to This is Lancaster, global research tales from the north of England. To listen to more, just search podcasts at Lancaster University.